Hi guys. Hi. Welcome to Edda and Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things metaphysical, Reiki, tarot, astrology, mindfulness, anything in that realm. Today we have a guest. His name is Avi. Hi. How are you guys? All right. So I'll let you um, talk a little bit about yourself before we start questioning you. Because <laughs> we have a <laughs> lot of questions. questions. <laughs> all right. Um, well, my name's Avi. Avi Karp. Uh, I'm a native of Pittsburgh, grew up here my entire life. I do Reiki, I'm a certified Reiki master. I do all types of healing modalities, energy, energetic modalities to help people uh, center themselves and get to the root of themselves. Um, I'm into a lot of sound healing, into a lot of uh, meditation, chanting, uh, everything. Uh, a whole holistic view of healing um, from uh, nutrition to emotional health to physical health uh, just all of it and yeah it's basically me oh cool <laughs> <laughs> it's two minutes how did you get started yeah. that's what I want to know Oh man! Like has uh, it been something like your whole life, or is it something that just occurred no. recently? Um. Well, pretty recently, I'd say probably in the last year, year and a half, things have been really picking up speed. Like the snow snowballing effect has been massive. The last probably two years, a year and a half, but uh, before that, um, things really started shifting right before two thousand twelve for me. Um, let's see. Well, I was told that I have healing hands and, you know, all these little synchronistical things that happen in your life. People tell you this and that, but I didn't really put my faith and believe in that. I kind of just kind of shrugged it off and said, hey, okay, wow, interesting. Mm -hmm. But the more and more people told me the same exact things, the more I kind of started to become more aware. And so I've been told I've had healing hands. So the first thing I kind of did, I actually went to culinary school. Okay. I started cooking because I love to cook and I love to put my energy into what I cook and, you know, put my emotion and help people heal through food. Mm-hmm. But the industry coming out of culinary school was not what I expected and not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a personal chef and it just didn't work out in that way. But the next thing... Um, kind of led me down my path in 2000 yeah right after 2012 uh I went to massage school and that's where I really developed my healing hands so to speak and uh took the quickest course possible because I wanted to get right into the field and helping people and it was a six month all intensive inclusive uh, course. Uh, I had school every day for eight hours, and then I had long uh, weekend sessions that were kind of like hands-on uh, sessions. And after I passed, I got my license, and I got out into the field. And when I was out in the field, I just tried to get every healing modality possible. I learned so much. Um, got into Reiki, got it certified in Reiki as quick as possible, 
Um, that's basically been my journey for the past five years. Now, the past year and a half, two years, my whole journey has kind of been self-regulated. Like, I didn't have any, really any teachers that I followed that were, I was under, kind of pointed or guided me. I kind of had to guide myself through uh, different things, trial and error. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes and I, you know, learned from all those mistakes that I made and really kind of tried to incorporate everything that I learned into what I wanted to, what I saw myself becoming. And uh, my, I guess my own personal mission was to really help people you know, really help people heal from trauma, help people heal from just not being able to be themselves. And uh, from that, I <laughs> my mantra was always take everything back to the beginning, take things back to zero point. And if anybody knows about zero point energy, you know, that's the real specific creation energy the zero point of life is where everything comes out of that's where the first sacred geometry came out of um i take everything back to zero point take everything back to the root and from there it's just been leading me intuitively to where i am now and uh yeah that's a quick quick version of my journey that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. You know, a lot of um, people we've talked to have almost been, like, intuitively guided throughout the, like, process. Um, I was, I love the angel girl, <laughs> Christina, but she mm. didn't get any, we asked what book she read or if she had, like, a teacher. Yeah. And a lot of it was guided towards her. I mean, it was a different process. Um, mm. Same thing with some of the other people we've spoken to, like, um, the, the crystal guy we're gonna have on he kind of was just just knows it's really interesting I mean I feel like it's like that with us a little bit too we're just kind of <laughs> going with the flow yeah um because I know Reiki just fell into our laps mm-hmm. hmm. um I heard that Reiki finds you I don't know what your thoughts are on that but that's what um I don't know if our Reiki master told us that or where I heard that I from. Like one, yeah. I feel like Lisa told us mm-hmm. that. But yeah, they say that it when it just like happens, like it finds you whenever it's, you're supposed to like do it. Yeah. Um, I believe that. I mean, while I was in massage school, one of my teachers randomly asked me about it if I knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. I have never ever heard of it. But like I said, like I was all into energy as soon as I got into massage school. Because actually, what actually drove me into massage school was me having my first massage. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> the person that gave me my massage was actually one of my school teachers, uh, one of my really good friends, who turned out to be one of my teachers at my massage school. And she's a phenomenal intuitive, very energetic, and um, really empathic. And she gave me my first massage, and I had this phenomenal experience where I was floating over my body, um, just I felt waves 
of different energies going in and out of my body. There was this point where this energy just kept amping up within my body, and it was like extreme euphoria. Okay. And I've never felt euphoria like this ever before in my life. And it was like amping up like an engine, and it kept cycling around and around throughout my body. So much to the point that my friend was like, I have no idea what's going on. This has <laughs> never happened before. <laughs> this is kind of freaking me out. <laughs> like, and she's like, do you want me to stop? I'm like, no, this is fine. This is great. This feels just amazing. Go with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's my so goodness. funny. I wish mine was like that. My first massage series was super sketchy. <laughs> Didn't you go to a sketchy? Super like... sketchy. So sketchy. I went to one in uh, Rinky Dink Mall in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, man. And this little lady took me in this back room, and it was so sketchy. So sketchy. I think it was for special massages. I think so. I think I was just having a random woman walking <laughs> yeah. in. Because, like, in, during my massage, like, this guy came out of nowhere and, like, ran out the place. Oh, it was goodness. so sketchy. Did you, see, did you say she was, like, <laughs> massaging your butt? Yes. <laughs> She, like, stepped on me and everything. It was not comfortable. Oh, man. That gives massage a really bad laugh. Yeah. That's actually something that we're taught in school. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy, the misconceptions of massage, when mm-hmm. it's really a healing modality that's, mm-hmm. like, thousands of years old, you know? And it's just unfortunate nowadays that people for one are so traumatized by touch that not a lot of people are open they have emotional trauma around being touched as well as well as physical but it's it's you know what a mother does with the child as soon as it's born you know you have skin to skin contact it's mm-hmm. it's connection you know it's it's natural connection and it's, it's everybody every human as well as other beings and creatures on this planet need that touch, mm-hmm. need that connection. And when you can find that without it being creepy and you're allowed to be open with yourself and vulnerable in a safe environment, it's it can lead to the most profound uh, healing your life can give you. Mm-hmm. You know, and just from touch, from the physical aspect, that's the doorway, you know, emotionally, mentally spiritually you know it can lead you down to that core root of mm-hmm. yourself which is that spiritual and that soulful side of yourself excuse me you know so that's why I got into massage being able to get to that point was just phenomenal and profound to me and that's what led me to Reiki actually mm-hmm. because I tried like I said I tried to get everything energetical under my belt okay and from Reiki that just opened the doors to so much because I believe Reiki, it is a, a, a healing modality that is a lineage that is passed down. And you're right, Reiki, you, if you're meant for Reiki, it will find you. Mm-hmm. You know, randomly. Yeah. You know. But also, it's, it's an energetic exchange. It's one way to kind of tap into those energies of your body and allow yourself to be vulnerable, again, energetically, with the practitioner, mm-hmm. client to practitioner. You know, so that vulnerability, you know, that that's something that needs trust and it needs a safe space because not only does Reiki, uh, of course, give these profound, beautiful sensations and feelings, but 
you never know who has baggage underneath that. So mm-hmm. that that's yeah. another thing with the transfer of energy. You know, the practitioner has to be ready for that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes also the client has to be ready, or they may might not be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And the practitioner has to be able to kind of navigate that for both of the, of the people. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I love Reiki. Yeah, yeah, that is good. So do you um do you do distant Reiki or do you really only do like in person Reiki? What is or you're open to everything? Oh yeah, open to everything. Um, I love personal Reiki because I really believe the actual light touch. It's it's a gateway. It's 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 a transfer. It's um. I feel personally that like it really allows the body to know and be ready for the energetic transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love distance. It, uh, I've had some pretty profound experiences with distance Reiki on me when I was learning uh, distance Reiki. Um, another experience where I felt I was just floating, mm-hmm. um, except this was more of floating in the cosmic abyss like it was just this ocean feeling this watery feeling this this um very comforting feeling but very vast extremely vast like the infinity was at my fingertips like it was exciting to me but it also kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety but the anxiety kind of was drawn out of me into excitement pulled up into Mm -hmm. excitement distance compared to in person I really do love the in person because you can actually meet the person Mm -hmm. get that connection physically like I love looking into people's eyes and talking to people Mm because you know that's a connection right there that's an energy transfer right there Mm -hmm. you know and it's usually in person it's usually when you can get a little bit more of what the person is going through Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Not everybody, me included, I don't always get certain messages for people or read people through Reiki, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've done that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And it's, I still have a lot of stuff working with my personal stuff, but I always like second guess myself. I'm like, is this me talking or is this something for them or, you mm-hmm. know? But as soon as I say it, it, it resonates with them. So that's always a joy and excitement for me to help people in that type of way mm-hmm. you know yeah provide information that they need they they need but they're not always sure or aware that they need it mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's always fun that's cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. i noticed um when i do in person reiki it seems like um like you're forcing the client to have this moment of peace and relaxation mm. too as opposed to distance because we tell our like distant clients to you know meditate we like them you don't have to but we like them to meditate and like really take that moment for themselves don't know if they're doing that because yeah. <laughs> you're not like you're not in their face. <laughs> yeah like you think they are you feel like maybe they are um so it's nice to be able to have them present sometimes for that I mean, we do it, we're more particular about, like, in-person Reiki just because we don't work out of, like, a space, so Mm. it's, like, more like friends and people we know, but, yeah, it's cool. (laughs) She's definitely had 
distant Reiki, uh, the way you were describing it, like the space, she's gotten that like visual before. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got attuned, I definitely did. It was really mm-hmm. crazy. It was good. It's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Artunes. I want to know about access bars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know Reiki. I want to know about access bars. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she sees you, she's going to be like, so tell me about the access bars. So, Avi, tell me about access bars. Yeah. How do you get an access bars? Completely randomly, just like Ray Kiwi. How? Um, I want to know. So we were, I was listening to, uh, we had paranormal care on our thing, but I listen to her podcast all the time, and she covered the access bars. Like She interviewed this lady that was talking about, I was like, what is access bars? What is this? And I want to know. We met you, like, a, what, two days later? It was later, two days later. Yeah, after she... Got it. No, and I said, it's like, I want to get into that, yeah. but it'll find me whenever I'm ready. She's like, she's like, oh, Alfie does access bars. I was like, what? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But uh, access bars is one of my favorite energetic modalities. Because okay. I, I think it's the heavy duty work. This is the analogy I give for access bars. Access bars, you're literally digging out the roots of certain weeds in your subconscious. And Reiki is more smoothing out the groundwork, smoothing out the soil for new seeds to sprout. Mm -hmm. So with uh, access bars, you're literally going into the subconscious and you are becoming aware of certain belief systems, certain paradigms, certain implants and programs that mm-hmm. you have given yourself mm-hmm. that you that you've given yourself that society has given you and that any caretaker or guardian in your life has kind of given you as well. Mm-hmm. These belief systems you choose, it's the choice. You choose to believe in these paradigms, implants, programs. And then when you choose to believe in them, you actually take that energy and kind of incorporate incorporate it into what you believe, who you believe you are. So it becomes a part of your ego. And so with access bars, you can go in and literally bring up these programs, change the choice of allowing these programs to run or viewing life through this paradigm, allowing these implants to use your energy, change the choice and dissolve, delete, and uh, rearrange these programs, these belief systems, these paradigms. I need this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like watching your face, you're like, yeah. I need this. Yeah, I truly believe everybody does. You okay, know. how many treatments do you need? That, like, is this something that you should do regularly, or is this something that you can do like once or twice and you're good for a while? That's a great question. It all depends on the severity of the, the damage. Person. The person, well, yeah, yeah. The, se- the, the severity of the damage, what kind of trauma, what they, how, where they are in their journey. Not everybody is ready to let go of their ego, but they are ready to become aware mm-hmm. of certain programs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so there are twelve bars. Okay. And these bars, the crazy, most profound thing I think about access bars, that mm-hmm. these points are literally physically on your skull. Mm-hmm. So the body, the skeletal system, was made for this already. It was already there. It's been there. You know. So these bars are certain points on the skull that I touch and run energy through 
So I run your bars. So I access the bars and I run energy through them. Okay. And so these bars, they're usually stagnant energy with filled with these the stagnant energy of these programs and plants, paradigms. Mm-hmm. It's all energy. It's all vibration. It's all mm-hmm. frequencies that you've taken in and you kind of held on to. When I run the bar, it pushes all that stagnant energy out. And kind of, when we bring up a paradigm or a belief, we kind of, it's like a back and forth between the practitioner and the client. We kind of talk about it. Kind of, I kind of lead you through your subconscious. And so you become aware of the beliefs that you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you believe what someone has given you. And so when you do that, you kind of notice, like, oh, why am I believing this, you know? Or, oh, I don't really want to believe in this anymore. Mm-hmm. Or put energy towards this anymore. And when you do that, it brings your power back, your willpower, your willpower and your choice. Everything is choice mm-hmm. in this life. Mm-hmm. So once you get your energy back, your own willpower back, you can choose to rewrite those programs. And through that, you can rewrite it, and then that energy, that energy of the bar is kind of locked in through your choice. Because I, re- I truly, I'm just the conduit. It's all about you and your energy and your power and your willpower and your intent. So when you intend to change these belief systems and programs, the energy in your bar, as I'm running the energy through it, is locked into your new program Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the real work comes after the sessions okay because now that you have the awareness of the stuff that you change yeah it's up to you to stay on your new path to Mm. stay in alignment with the new energy with the new beliefs that you set in motion the hard part is is that your mind and your body will try to run neurologically in a pathway that it's used to. Yeah. It's up to you to catch yourself Mm -hmm. and to pull yourself out of that. Mm. And the changes that will come from that are Mm. profound and monumental. Mm. So an example would be like someone might be feeding your insecurity some way. You might become aware of your insecurity and decide right then and there that you are not going to have this insecurity. It might be a person in your life, in your friend group, and they're constantly feeding you. If they're going to say something to you about your insecurity and you're just going to take it, then it's putting you right back in track, right where you got out of. Hmm. But if you say, no, I'm not going to take this, and you speak up or something, hmm. it might create a, a, a split in energy, cut the cord between that person trying to feed your insecurities. Hmm. And they might leave your life. Wow. You know, it, yeah. it completely shifts you back into alignment with your path and who you're trying to be who you're remembering to become Mm -hmm. you know so these things can be very monumental it can be very small shifts like you're trying to do something with your diet Mm -hmm. you know and you see yourself reaching for your starches that you don't want to have Mm -hmm. easily you can remember that and say no I'm not going to do this and that's steering you and keeping you in alignment it's interesting it's it's really interesting so like, after that, do people have, like, a major, like, what is the period of time that they might feel weird? You know, do you know oh, what I mean? Is there a healing crisis? Like, the healing crisis type deal, yeah, like, just how like long? About okay. a week, two weeks. And uh, you asked me how many sessions does yeah. someone usually need. It all depends on the person, because there's 12 bars. And um, 
to be honest, some sessions, if someone has a lot of work or they're so ingrained in their ego complex, I might only get through one or two bars. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we're literally talking, you know, I'm guiding them through their subconscious and delving into certain beliefs and I'm asking them certain things of how they feel and, and bringing awareness to how they feel in certain moments. Mm-hmm. Um, certain words can be triggers try to bring up stuff literally trying to bring up everything mm-hmm. you know but it's up to the person how much they want to be truthful and vulnerable mm-hmm. in that space to actually bring up the more vulnerable you are the more um, healing experience with yourself you can have mm-hmm. you know so usually regularly on average, I get through maybe four or five bars with people, so it usually might take two sessions. Okay. And yes, there are times that two sessions, that's it. That person's aligned. They're keeping themselves on track. They don't need any more sessions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people slip right back in, and they want to get more, and they can, they can keep coming back and back and back, but I don't recommend that. Because mm-hmm. just like Ray Key, personally, you don't want to make these healing modalities other people outside of yourself you don't want to make them your healing crutch mm-hmm. you know you and you want to empower yourself that's the biggest thing here mm-hmm. being able to be your own personal healer you know oh that's really good yeah that's really good oh i like that <laughs> i do because well i think a lot of people are looking outside for the answers um yeah like uh any, like gurus and things like mm-hmm. that and they're just thinking it's something that has to be like done to them versus something they need to learn how to like take care of themselves and mm-hmm. understand that they have this like power on their own like everybody has the same you know <laughs> thing like i don't know like it's cool no yeah mm-hmm. definitely i mean to be honest you know we all have that divine essence within us mm-hmm. you know and it's just being able to reach that in your own personal way mm-hmm. is really you know, the catharsis and the catalyst to your own healing. You know, when you can reach that and then express that, that's what really changes your vibration and the vibration of the people that you're around. You know, being your that's being your authentic self. Mm-hmm. You know, and that changes your environmental vibration. Um, they say when you operate from a space of joy and authentic passion and love um, you can affect up to a quarter of a million people Hmm. you know just by being in that space and going outside and just being happy you know you can you can affect the frequency and vibration of the space around you Hmm. you know and that's also interesting because there's a lot of things about the aura you know, your aura may stretch out to two to five feet, but really it's the heart, your heart frequency, the vibration, it can reach out to anywhere from five to 5,000 feet. Mm. And that's that space, that heart space, the emotion that you feel, the authentic emotion that changes the vibration, that changes reality. 
you know, oh, cool. through emotion. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I love doing these. Everybody always has, like, some you know, profound wisdom. Yeah, we're always like, like, oh, like, oh, man, that's so cool. <laughs> like, every time, every one that we've done yeah. so far, it's always been like, super enlightening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little nuggets of information. Mm-hmm. Like, the heart, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. 5,000 feet? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, people think the brain is the master organ, but it's really No, it's your heart. Yeah, yeah but I exactly. knew it was 5,000 feet. Yeah, the electromagnetic <laughs> feel of the heart. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Feet. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. So, so okay, yeah. how long are <laughs> the access bar sessions on um, average? I have 60-minute sessions and 90-minute sessions. Okay. And it all depends on what the person feels they need. Okay. I also have 30-minute sessions, but I don't really recommend that. <laughs> I mean, people... I, I, I put it out there because... A lot of people don't really know what they're getting into, and they just want to feel the energy, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know. But if you're really trying to do work, I really recommend, honestly, the 90-minute sessions, mm-hmm. you know. But to be honest, it's it can get pretty heavy, mm-hmm. you know. Dealing through your own trauma, dealing in your own shadow, really facing yourself and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of stuff that people have pushed down for years may come up if they're ready to Mm. you know and that can become pretty heavy because when that's all brought up then you have to deal with it and shift things around you know and that's why the healing crisis as you say Mm -hmm. i'd say about a week to two weeks of really being hyper vigilant and aware about yourself Mm -hmm. how you feel your actions daily um you know just your cycles of emotionality cycles the emotional cycles that lead you to do certain things to suppress certain energies again or certain feelings mm-hmm. you know that's what you truly need to be aware about because mm. changing those that will change your life and change your reality you know mm. oh wow so are there like um physical like for the healing crisis is it very emotional based or are there physical things too because i know with like reiki there can be physical things that happen, like crying mm-hmm. or um, headaches, things like that. Is that the same with the bars? Most definitely. Okay. Usually one of the most uh, general things is you might have a headache. Okay. Because, first of all, it's a lot of energy being run through the head. Um, and if you're not used to higher frequencies, higher vibrations, um, it can lead to a headache. Third eye and the crown buzzing um if you're not used to it tapping into those types of uh that dimensional energy it can definitely give you a headache but i always say same thing with reiki drink a lot of water Mm -hmm. so help balance you out help keep the flow of the energy in your body uh help keep your electricity up drink alkaline water stay alkaline okay Mm -hmm. but yeah you can definitely have like more physical things like crying um it really all depends on, to be honest, what you dig up. Okay. Because I don't know how familiar, how familiar you guys are with certain trauma. You know how that can be expressed through people. Some mm-hmm. people can get nauseous, mm-hmm. anxiety, all these different types of uh, expressions of trauma can come up. Okay. You know, it all depends on the person. It doesn't have to be severe. It's not always severe, but it all depends on what the client, the person, the individual digs up and is ready to work through. Okay. Yeah. 
okay. I, I think of uh, Louise Hay whenever you said that. Mm. You know, and um, certain things represent certain, you know, how the body manifests that physically. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so I love her I, book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can tell your life. Mm-hmm. She loves Louise yeah, Hay. Yeah, I love Louise Hay. She, yeah. When she found out she passed yeah. away, she got a little emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like she was in her late 80s. She was in her 80s. How did it happen? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> it was natural causes, I think. It mm-hmm. was. It yeah. Was. I didn't dig that deep. Mm-hmm. I do like her a lot. <laughs> the work she's done is profound. So. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in the sound healing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because I actually just just started delving into that with like the different hertz. Hmm. Um, it's funny because I had her download an app and I was like, listen to this. This is what this does. This is what this hertz does. But um, I want to know like where you're at with that and how you work with sound. All right. So how I got into sound healing. Um, well, really, like I was saying, the past year, year and a half, it's really snowballed. Um, I actually met, well, two masters came to me. Um, my feminine master and my masculine master, um, they both teach me both sides of the occult knowledge for both so the feminine is the magnetic masculine is the electric Um, so anyways they both are really intricate in how they use sound healing to help uh, realign the body uh, help amplify and raise the vibration of the vessel of the body and the mind and they have been teaching me different things just different little rituals with sound like always um, attuning your space your house from when you wake up to uh, when you're about to go to sleep mm-hmm. so clearing uh, amping up the vibrations of the house and, and ju- just different things um, sound healing has been one of my favorite things one okay. of my favorite modalities Chanting is sound healing. Okay. Yeah. Um, certain chants hit certain frequencies. Okay. And that Are you uncomfortable? Tell me more. Yeah, the, actually, some of the Vedic chants that I do at the full moon ceremonies, mm-hmm. you know, that I lead you guys through, that's sound healing. Because it will actually bring out things. It will actually vibrate yourselves to a certain frequency and allow for certain things to be released you know and it helps align certain things that's one way i do sound healing um tibetan singing bowls i love tibetan singing bowls and i love crystal bowls two different types of bowls that give off two different types of experiences with sound Mm -hmm. Um, crystal bowls are really they're really smooth, resonating, comforting. Um, they hit deep into, deep and precise, I feel, into uh, certain chakras, um, certain specific hertz frequencies. Tibetan bowls, I feel, are more of creating different states mm-hmm. of awareness, different states of 
consciousness as well. Um, I like blending multiple different Tibetan bowls together to create uh, binaurals, trinaurals. Okay. And um, yeah, that that gets interesting. If you're um, familiar with binaural beats, take two different frequencies to create a third. That kind of is the difference between the two. And that can create a specific uh, a specific experience, to be honest. And uh, those, specific, those specific experiences can be personal. Mm-hmm. And there are some that, you know, if you mix uh, certain binaurals like 528 with uh, 148, 149, I think it is. You know, it'll create something specific. Mm-hmm. Other ways, I use tuning forks, okay. which are specific hertz. Um, but I do, I use them at different resonances. There's different ways that I, I use the bowls and the tuning forks. Um, moving them at, at certain paces will change the sound and the frequency and the resonation with the body. Um, gongs. Um, Native American drumming, okay, which I really like to help kind of cleanse and very good for cleansing. Rattles, gongs, um, Tibetan chimes, um, Tibetan bells, very good for cleansing and clearing and uh, clearing space as well as clearing the body and the okay. aura. Native American drumming, Native American rattles again for clearing. Uh, the drumming really leads into uh, more of like it will lead you into your subconscious. That's very calming as well. It's uh, they're used a lot in uh, a lot of meditations mm-hmm. to really help you settle down into the lower hertz, the theta hertz, the theta frequencies. Okay. Um, do you do shamanic journeys? What's the drumming? That's usually what they call them. Okay. Yeah, the, the journeying into the subconscious. Okay. The low, low theta uh, frequencies. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I love sound healing. I do as much as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I have to say my favorite is chanting. Okay. Because it's your personal vibration that you're using to personally heal your, your vessel, your mm-hmm. being certain chants do certain things for your body and it's great to actually feel your own voice literally shifting rearranging your vibration your molecular structure mm-hmm. you know that's exciting and profound to me you know and so interesting um yeah sound healing yeah. um the masters do you know their names are you allowed to say that I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's what I Unfortunately. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. So whenever you do, do you have like a particular place? Are they open to the public, these healing um, things that you do with sound? Like do you hold uh, meditations is what I'm asking. Besides the full moon one that we went to, do you do things like that? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm actually based out of the South Hills. There's okay. a uh, wellness center. It's called Inner Roots. It's off of Beverly Road in uh, the South Hills, right off the Green Tree Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I do everything out of there. Okay. So all, modal- all modalities that I do, I do out of there. Um, I also am mobile, so okay. 
I have my table in my car. Oh, really? So, yeah. And, uh, You're just ready for Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, anyplace. So, what other, like, modalities are you learning or getting into? Are you still um, learning new ones or just focusing on the ones that you do now? Um, I'm really focusing on the ones that I, I do now to really take them as far as I can. But mm-hmm. I'm always open to new stuff. Okay. But I... It, the past year, it's really been a focusing. Because like I said, I used to be just so scattered and mm-hmm. just wanting to do everything. And okay. it's, when you really perfect something is when you can really have more of a profound effect on people. Mm-hmm. You know? So you can, like I was saying, always take things back to zero point, back to the core, back to the root. You know, when you are proficient in a modality, you can directly get there quicker. Mm-hmm. And do more work for the person. Okay. You know, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually probably going to be getting into a little bit of shamanism next. Um, I'm really interested into higher vibration, mm-hmm. higher vibrational energy and dimensional energy. Okay. I'm really interested in helping, more so helping this planet mm-hmm. um, cleanse and raise. Her vibration. Okay. Um, healing the nervous system of the planet. Um, doing a lot of grid work. Mm, okay. Like crystal grid work and just all different types of uh, amplifying the grid systems. Okay. That's what I really want to get into, and I really want to help uh, anchor like twelve dimensional, eleven dimensional energy. Oh, wow. Kind of like the founder energies of our universe. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Are you um, interested in... I I always hear people talk about, like, the 3D, 4D, 5D stuff. Have you heard about that? Are you... What kind of stuff? Like, how um, we're moving out of, like, a 3D-based energy and going more into... um, I think it's, like, a heart space... Um, more feminine energy, I guess. I don't know if that's just because we're going in the age of Aquarius right now. Um, so are you, are you interested in that? Is that kind of like what you're working to facilitate that process? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little beyond that as okay. well. Because, I mean, there's a lot of misconception and um, deception, actually, with the New Age movement and just, you know... Um, getting to 5d okay you know and doing that i mean that is a great step and that is what we do need to be working Mm -hmm. towards as a collective it's actually just moving like you were saying from a third dimensional perspective and perception into the higher perspectives and Mm -hmm. more expanded awareness of ourself as a collective and personally um when you reach above the fifth dimension, seventh, ninth dimension is really when you really get into really more expansive light, and that's more expansive information and consciousness. It's okay. it's there are things that we have yet to even comprehend the experience of, and when you say love, mm-hmm. you know there's aspects and dimensions and levels to love. Okay. You know, when you speak of divine love, you know, us even saying that word, it's still from a 
an eco, like a third dimensional kind of perspective because we try to um, define it. Mm-hmm. Love, that type of love is undefinable. You okay. know, it's something that we can't truly know or comprehend the experience of. Only maybe even just a little piece of it because we can never, we could never hold that much information, energy in mm-hmm. our vessel with everything else that's going on. Oh, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, we do need to move our... We just need to expand our consciousness okay. from a third-dimensional perspective, the physical perspective, into a more heart-based, because there's the heart chakra, the mm-hmm. higher heart chakra, you know, the heart chakra. They say each chakra is a different dimension of consciousness, mm-hmm. which it is. There's different energies that are vortices that we kind of base and live our our being off of mm-hmm. um yeah we're moving into the fourth dimension which is more of emotionality okay and um going into the fifth dimension which is more of that divine compassion and contentment that divine joy and love okay. which are these higher vibrations that we need to start living from as a foundation it's not like oh we need to get to the fifth dimension and that's it Mm, we okay. need to have a baseline of the fifth dimension so we can build from the foundation of the fifth dimensional energies to go even higher, to mm-hmm. build from that things that we have yet to even touch upon, that we are capable of. Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, we'll have to have you on again to talk about more of that type of stuff, mm. I think, if you're open to it. Yeah, of course. Um I think we should do that. <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna figure out a date. Huh? Yeah, because I think people would like to hear. I mean, you hear a lot. With dimensions, because all you hear is yeah. three, four, and five D. You never hear about and what it that. means oh, yeah. or what I've, it really means. Mm-hmm. What it truly means, and like the deeper meaning. I've heard dimension, and I've also heard density. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well, and there's like you know people debating between what what's what. Like, oh no, it's third density no it's third dimension stuff like that so i think it'd be cool to have you on to like talk more in depth about that stuff if yeah, you're open to it definitely um, i mean i don't really have any more questions oh do you have any more questions not right now not right now <laughs> <laughs> um why don't you tell them you already mentioned where you work out of are there any like um websites or anything like that where people can follow you i know you do the it's the four rivers healing community right yes do you want to talk to the um listeners about that just so they... um yeah sure um the four rivers healing community is a collective of well it was founded by six people in pittsburgh who felt a need to build a community a collective of like minds based on healing, based on just helping people in general uh, with the shifting of energy in their daily lives, the shifting of energy in the collective, and being able to be a foundation, a comfort, a place of solitude for people who are confused or having trouble navigating their own trauma, their, the pain of the collective, anything really dealing with all healing in the collective. Um, we are manifesting a healing center in Pittsburgh, actually at the point, because we're called the Four Rivers Healing Community because there's actually four rivers. There's a glacial f- uh, flow that runs underground and it actually 
um, it feeds the fountain at the point. And there is a prophecy that uh, sometime coming soon, uh, Pittsburgh is going to be the center of healing, healing waters. It's going to be a, a uh, central hub for healing. And uh, we just want to be on the forefront of that mm, and help everybody. Cool. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, Four Rivers Healing Community. Um, yeah, and it's a great, almost a great, it's like a movement, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just great. Everybody can be involved. It's open to the public. And we're helping um, bring information from all aspects of healing mm-hmm. and just help people just to really realign themselves and really get to know what information and disinformation is out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, to really help people find their own path to their own truth. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. But yeah, yeah. we'll definitely have to do another one so you can delve into the dimension. Oh, I yeah. think that's like a whole I think we should do like a group talk. And bring Dan on. Yeah, we could have yeah, yeah. have him come and we could all talk about like Please. that and that'll be really cool. Yeah, we'll get that scheduled. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we'll have to um, get Karen on. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, and I yeah. wanted to mention you asked me about the website that I mm-hmm. work from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there like a website they could find you at? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, just as the store, the wellness center is called. It's innerroots.com, but roots is spelled. R-U-T-Z. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Okay, we'll link it. Yeah, we'll link everything down below, guys. And yeah. Make sure you follow the Facebook. And we also uh, talk about the meditations and stuff, too, if you guys want to join when we go. <laughs> like, you guys need to do more meditations. Yeah, you need more. I think, <laughs> That's one, like, I think new well. moon and full moon is like... Yeah, you want. need to do more. Yeah. We're, we're definitely well, especially mm-hmm. this winter. Because like I, I was telling you the last mm-hmm. time, uh, when we move it indoors, it's gonna be a whole different. awesome, different ball game. Yeah. 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 That's what he was thinking. How's it, how? how well, it? just with the energy, because I mean, <laughs> this gets into a lot, but like the secret geometry of how energy is held within buildings, squares, mm-hmm. the energy would be amplified a different way as to being mm-hmm. open outside, which is also amplified, mm-hmm. but it's more spread out and going out where this will accumulate in the space and be held in and be mm-hmm. charged up, you know, so it'll be, it'll be a different experience. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Okay. So now it's time for Reiki. As usual, at the end of every podcast, we like to send our listeners some distant Reiki. Uh, We advise that you do not drive or operate any vehicles during this mini Reiki session because Reiki sometimes can make you sleepy. So for this session, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and be open to receiving the energies. We like our clients to meditate, but you don't have to. You'll still get the Reiki energy. Um, The music will change, and when the music stops, the Reiki session has ended. Thanks for listening. Bye.